Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? And- Incredible play, 35-yard touchdown. Alan Lazard, six-foot-five frame, needing every bit of it. Oh, Hartman's still going inside the 10, and he is in for the touchdown. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Breaking away, Garrett Wilson. Wilson, a big play downfield. Wilson still going along the sideline. He's not going to go down. Allen. Tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinton Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen, thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And we're going to talk about... The L word. Oh, I wish this would go away from our vocabulary. Leverage, because Kevin Cole, who used to be a data scientist over at PFF and is now running the data and analytics over at Roto Grinders, wrote a fantastic piece over at his Substack, which he calls Unexpected Points, breaking down why if the Jets are smart about it, they're in a very good position. The question is, will they be smart about it? So Kevin has agreed to come on the show and break down his piece and why he made this argument on his Substack. Stack. Kevin, thanks so much for coming on the show, brother. Yeah, yeah, happy to be there. Yeah, yeah. Just to clarify, I was at Roto Grinders actually before even being at PFF, mm-hmm. and then now I do have this Substack, unexpectedpoints.substack.com. Uh, that's where the article went out, and believe it or not, um, this is a, it's, a, it's a good topic if you can either uh, give joy or happiness to one fan base and enrage another fan base with the same topic. Cause then you get two different, different fan bases, either praising or yelling at you about doing something. And that's what happens with this, with this type of piece about Aaron Rodgers, the jets and the Packers. As the great Mitch Hedberg once said, you can't please all the people all the time. 
And last night, all the people were at my show. So <laughs> if you're getting some people right. annoyed, you're doing something right, Kevin. Let's talk about your piece. And the first thing I wanted to talk about was how you broke down that the Jets wouldn't just be trading for Aaron Rodgers. They would be trading for his contract. And people often forget that. There's a reason why no other team besides the Jets was interested here. And part of it is because beyond the $60 million in 2023, beyond what could come in 2024, you've got substantial dead cap numbers coming in the two years following Rodgers leaving, whenever that ends up being, whether he leaves after 2023 or 2024. Can you break that part of this down for me? Yeah, yeah, sure. So I mentioned in the piece that it's been attributed to different people, so I'm not sure if it was Daryl Morey or if it was someone else, but the, the saying is, you don't trade for players, you trade for contracts. And of course, you know, the quality of the player is going to determine whether or not or how much of a value they are on a particular contract. But far too often when people are discussing trades in the NFL, they just look at the player and they don't look at the contract. And I think from the Jets perspective, and this is again, we're talking about leverage and I know everyone, you know, that the term gets thrown around all over the place and you can, you can push it in all different sorts of directions. But from the Jets' perspective, I think more so than making it difficult for them to make the deal, it makes it very, very difficult for anyone else to want to get in on this deal. And that is hugely important because if you even have two bidders for for this contract, that changes the dynamics of the negotiations entirely versus it, it just being the Jets. And Breaking down this deal, you, you gave some of the parameters on there. And I think what what happened was, and just to go back in time a little bit here, you know, we had the Jordan Love pick. And then after that, you know, Rodgers won, I guess part of the 2020 draft. So after that, Rodgers won back-to-back MVPs after having been a little bit of a decline before that, at least looking like that before. And then after that first MVP, the Jets capitulated a bit. I mean, not the Jets, sorry. The, the the Packers capitulated a bit and gave them this huge, huge contract. And as part of this deal, this offseason, before week one, um, there's an option that has to be decides whether to exer- exercise it or not. And that option deals with how much of the $59 million in guaranteed salary this season, how that will be paid out. And so it's $60 million this season. It's an additional almost $50 million next season. The cap hits are not astronomical the way that they come through. It would be about $15 million this season and then would rise up next season. So it's it's palatable with the cap with the cap hits. But then again, we're talking about a 40, 41-year-old quarterback, and then you're going to have you know anywhere from 40 to $60 million in dead money to work off over the next couple of years after that. There just aren't a lot of teams that thread the needle of saying, we are in a position to win if we have the right quarterback this season. Maybe we have him next season and we're willing to give up all this money and we're willing to take all of the downside in this deal that comes after the contract. It's really it's really tough for anyone else to get in on this negotiation. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Kevin, can you break down the Packers side of this? Because in your article, you did a great job of breaking down exactly what the strengths and weaknesses are for each team. So let's start with the Packers and then we'll move on to the Jets. Yeah, yeah. I think this is part of how the negotiation, at least in my mind, is misunderstood is it's all viewed from the Jets side of this. And it's saying, well, the Jets are committed to Rodgers. They don't have any other options at this point. Free agency has passed um, for someone like Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo has been signed. But the real the real point that does give them leverage is the fact that the Packers have even fewer options at this point. So they cannot cut Aaron Rodgers. If, if you cut Aaron Rodgers, all of the cap hit is accelerated um, for his contract. It'll just blow out their cap. They have no flexibility to work additional cap space to what Rogers current cap number is, which is 31 million right now. They're carrying that right now on their cap. They have no ability to free up additional cap because the contracts for David Bakhtiari, Kenny Clark, Jair Alexander, Aaron Jones, those are the biggest contracts they have right now. They have all been either structured initially or restructured to have about a $1 million salary this season. So they can't you know, convert additional salary into bonus, which is traditionally the way that teams free up cap space. So they have no no means of, of getting additional cap space this year. They cannot cut him. So that option's off the table. Um, Aaron Rodgers could retire. That is one option that they have where they could be okay. Doesn't sound like that's going to happen. Sounds like that would be extremely messy to force him to retire. Um, the other option they have is they could, you know, retain Aaron Rodgers and pay him the $60 million that he's owed this season, exercise the option, which will spread it over multiple years. So they'll still have this 30-something million dollar cap hit this year and then additional cap hits in the future. Um, but, you know, how, how is that going to work out now that they want to move on to Jordan Love? So those are really their only options other than trading him. The only options are forcing him to retire or retaining him. And I just don't see other places he can go for a trade. So because of that, the Packers really have no other options. Um, if you think the Jets are backed into a corner, the Packers are backed into a corner and duct taped in and, you know, chained in with multiple locks on it. They are just really locked in with this contract. And that's one point that Joe Banner has been making over and over again, and I've been saying that as well, is that if you look at the Packers end of this, they're trying to project strength, but the reality is this ends one of two ways. Either they trade him to the Jets because no other team is interested, 
or they wind up paying $60 million to a player they don't want and aren't going to use unless he does them the favor of retiring, which I don't think is going to happen, like you just said, for a variety of reasons. He still wants to play, and he is absolutely not going to be inclined to do that favor for the Green Bay Packers after everything that has gone down. You've heard from the Packers side of things that, well, they could hold on to him and see if somebody has an injury in training camp, but it's hard to believe that somebody who hasn't been interested to this point would step forward and take on that contract that late in the game because you're talking about the summertime. Who's going to have the cap space to absorb that? Who's going to want to pay that kind of cash to Aaron Rodgers at that point, $60 million? And who's going to want to take on that future dead cap? It seems like a very unlikely scenario to me. So as you said, it really seems like the Packers are backed into a corner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if this if this Sam Bradford, the Sam Bradford trade that happened <laughs> leading into the 2016 season when they drafted Carson Wentz, and then of course Teddy Bridgewater got injured, and they traded Bradford for a, a premium at that point, a first round pick, the Eagles traded him to to the Vikings. If that trade never happened. Um, people would not be relying upon like, well, this could happen over and over and over again. And I think the problem is even if they wait that long, like the Jets are going to impose some sort of deadline on this circumstance. So you're right. The Packers can project strength right now because there is no hard deadline that has already happened. Um, there are soft deadlines, you know, preferable sort of things that would have happened. I mean, it would have been preferable if it happened before free agency. Uh, the draft is coming up. It's probably preferable for both sides to have it resolved before the draft, but not a certainty. And there's no hard deadline even after this, unless we're talking about before week one, they have to decide whether or not they're going to option Rogers. So technically, there's no hard deadline on that. But no team in the NFL, not the Jets, not anyone, is going to play this thing out through July, through August, not have anyone but you know Zach Wilson on the roster at some point they're just going to impose a deadline on the Packers and the Packers are going to have to decide whether or not they're going to make a deal and also one thing is um it's not just like another team will show up that they'll have that they can trade them to but that team has to show up and that team has to be willing to give up more than what they can get from the Jets so if the Jets are saying we'll trade you a second round pick right now you have to be taking a risk you lose the Jets someone pops up and that someone is willing to give you more than the second round pick that the Jets may be willing to give you right now. It just seems so, so negligible. Um, and the risk of having to pay $60 million for him. I just don't see how the Packers are able to exert to get, to get more than just a, let's just get this done and we'll throw you a day two pick sort of situation. Kevin, let's talk about the Jets side of this now. Yes, on paper, they don't have any free agent options out there. All of those guys have come off the board. At this moment, maybe you could get somebody like Teddy Bridgewater, but we saw what he looked like in Miami last year. You wouldn't have high hopes for the Jets with Teddy Bridgewater, but there are other options. Lamar Jackson is still sitting out there. I know that it would cost two first-round picks, and I know that the Ravens could match any deal, but he is a possibility. You've heard rumblings of Matthew Stafford potentially being available, Ryan Tannehill potentially being available, Kirk Cousins potentially being available. And then you look at the draft, which is coming up 
in about a month. Jared Goff and Geno Smith could become available after the draft, depending on what the Seahawks and the Lions do. So those are all possibilities that the Jets could pivot to in theory. You talk about the principal agent problem, and I'd like you to explain that because that plays into this too. But tell me a little bit more about how you view the Jets side of this and what their leverage and lack of leverage would be. Yeah, yeah. I just think that there is not any reason to panic on their store. We, we discussed the Packers and the the contract situation. I just don't see there's not nothing's going to happen in the near term where another is going to jump into this this contest. Um, other than maybe an injury that we talked about, but again, even at this point in time of the season, there's not you know they're not even practicing or anything. Like no one's going to get injured at this at this point of the season. Now. A lot of things can shift, though, when it comes to potential options for the Jets. And I think it's important, again, when we're just contrasting this. Um, I did a, a, a contrasting Stafford's contract, what it would be if you traded for Stafford versus what you if you traded for Rodgers, just to get an idea of like where the value, the relative value is. Now, you might prefer Rodgers. You might think you're a little bit worried about Stafford and some of the injuries he had. I, I get all of that sort of stuff. But if you look at those two deals, let's say if the Jets made a trade for Stafford versus Rodgers. So the cash they would owe over the next two years, and we don't even know if Rodgers is going to be around for two years, right? Like that might not even happen. They would owe $108 million to Rodgers versus $32.5 million to Stafford. The two-year cap charge would be $50 million for Rodgers over the next two years. It'd be $32.5 million for Stafford. And then after the second year, presuming that Rodgers is going to retire at that point because he's not going to play for $15 million a year or whatever his, his contract says at that point, there would still be an additional $60 million of dead cap for Rodgers and zero for Stafford. So like this Rodgers contract is just really, really uniquely bad as far as a contract to trade for. And, and that's something that we really have to talk about in this discussion. One point you made, Kevin, and I thought it's an interesting one, is a lot of people will say if Joe Douglas doesn't get a deal done and the Jets don't make the playoffs, that Joe Douglas and Robert Sala are both going to get fired, and so they have to do everything they can to get Rodgers because their jobs are on the line. But as you said, there are other options. They have to know that. And on top of that, you really did a good job of explaining how if the Jets made a deal where they gave up significant draft capital and took on this contract, it would so severely limit their ability to build the roster beyond Aaron Rodgers that Joe Douglas is probably setting himself up to get fired in a year or two anyway, even if he gets Rodgers. Can you talk a little bit more about that? There's there's a little bit too much emphasis on what actually gets people fired versus what gets media or fans riled up also that's also part of this equation there is you know a hundred percent correct assumption that if they if the Jets do not trade for Aaron Rodgers this offseason that fans and media are going to be very very upset about it but you know ultimately how the team performs next season is what's going to make the difference if the team doesn't make the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers which is a distinct possibility you know, they're going to get swept out of, of their whether they have them or not. If the team performs well with another option at quarterback, whether it's a Stafford, a Tannehill, a Lamar Jackson, or they, they're able to draft someone, any of these sorts of options that they have available to them, then everyone's going to forgotten how upset they were about the Aaron Rodgers situation at that point in time. So I think, again, you know, like, are we trying to actually prevent getting fired or are we trying to prevent 
having to deal with the media being upset during the offseason. We've seen many, many times before where GMs win the offseason, the team doesn't perform well, and then they're fired before before the next season even happens. What happens in the season is what's going to matter, what's going to matter the most here. And when it comes to what happens even beyond that, I mean, the team built around Rodgers, I, I don't think this is a team where it's in a last gasp window of one or two years and then there's nothing going forward. We're talking about the offensive rookie of the year last year, the, the defensive rookie of the year. We're talking about other young, talented players that they've been there. We're talking about a team that's only a year or two into a rebuild, really, at this point. It could be a good five, six-year window. And if you play things correctly, even longer than that with additional draft picks that you have and good draft picks going forward, draft picks that you'd have to give up if you're giving up too much for, for Aaron Rodgers. So if you take on the contract... And we're talking about this 60 million in dead cap that you have to you have to work through after Rogers age 41 season. It's just going to become that much more difficult to sustain greatness. And the only way that you're going to be given a pass on having those down years is if Aaron Rodgers takes you to a Super Bowl. Maybe that would be your one chance. And is that enough of a chance? And again, the Jets chances of winning of going to the Super Bowl or winning the Super Bowl are, you know, five percent ish, if not lower at this point. Is that enough of a chance to really say we're going to sink the whole team and then capitulate and give up first round picks? I, I just don't think that's the case. As the saying goes, if you act the way the fans want you to act at all times, you're going to wind up sitting in the stands with them at some point, right? Well, yeah, you'd reverse yourself like seven times a season also because <laughs> like you should see teams go from thinking they're unbeatable to thinking there's no they'll never win another game just based upon the the reaction of the last week or two. So, yeah, just just don't be pulled around. Don't be pulled around by short term reactions, because ultimately what's going to matter is at the end of the season, how many wins you have and how many wins you're going to have the next year and the year after that if we're talking about sustaining your job and sustaining the strength of the team. Kevin, you talk in your piece about the trade timeline and the different deadlines that could be imposed here. Some are soft deadlines. Some could eventually end up being hard deadlines. Can you break that down a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but like the only real hard deadline is week one of the NFL season because that is when the – the option has to be exercised, which would allow you to spread out Rogers guaranteed money over the next two years. And once the option is exercised, you have to pay, I think, half of the 60 million or 40 percent of the 60 million immediately within 10 days and the rest of it before the end of September. So that's the only hard deadline. But again, you're, you're not going to wait that long. So the soft deadlines, free agency would have been one that's obviously passed. Now that it's been passed, there's really no reason to get a deal done until we're talking about the draft here. And to, to quote someone else here, Andrew Brandt, who of course used to work at the Packers, he famously likes to say uh, deadline spur action. And again, so like if nothing's happening here, there's a reason for it. Both teams are just looking at the situation and saying there's nothing to happen. So the draft is a little bit of a soft deadline. Maybe the Packers would prefer to have the picks in this draft, but from the Jets perspective, I don't think as much of a deadline at all because Unless you're saying, you know, we want to know for sure so we know whether to draft a quarterback, and that could be something that they decide to do um, with a mid-first round pick and multiple second round picks to potentially move up. Um, so, it, again, it's just a little bit of a soft deadline. Another another deadline which I think could be 
a soft deadline, which something could actually happen, is somewhere around June 1st. Because if Rodgers is traded post-June 1st, it allows the Packers to push off a lot of the dead money into next season versus this season. So it, it doesn't like cure their their cap situation and they'll, they could do it before that and still be okay. But it gives them a lot more room to work with this season if they wanted to make some additional, uh, you know, some additions or do some other cap shenanigans. So that could be a soft deadline for it to happen on June 1st or June 2nd or, or something like that. Uh, but the last thing is I really think the Jets are the ones who can just impose a deadline because they, again, they're not going to want to go through mandatory mini camp and training camp, not having the situation resolved. It just will not happen. No, it will not happen at all. So if they say to the Packers on June 2nd, let's do this now. And if you don't do it, we're going to move on to another quarterback. There's no other option for the Packers to trade at that point. I just don't know how they pass up a deal that has some reasonable amount to it. And again, a second round pick or something like that for a quarterback you may only have for one season. It seems plenty good enough to me. Kevin, you had a great sentence to end your piece, and I'm going to read it verbatim right now because I think it sums everything up. And I want you to talk a little bit about this. You said Joe Douglas should know he has all the leverage in this negotiations, set expectations for ownership based on the realities of the situation, and steadfastly execute the plan to maximize the Jets' future success. He's in a great position to do all this. He just has to be willing to see it through. And I think that's 100% correct. Joe Douglas knows that the Packers have nowhere to go. We've outlined exactly why the Packers have nowhere to go and how this could completely blow up in their face if they don't get a deal done with the Jets. As Joe Banner said, the Jets want a deal. The Packers need a deal. The X factor here, of course, is, as you said in that sentence, Joe Douglas needs to set expectations for ownership. And everybody who is a Jets fan, is worried about Woody Johnson intervening here. And I think that could be what might derail Joe Douglas' understanding that he has the leverage and playing it cool, is if Woody Johnson doesn't want it played cool after a certain point, gets impatient and jumps in and makes Joe Douglas do something that he doesn't want to do. That's my hunch, and I think that might be what Brian Gutenkunst is sitting back and waiting for, because... As Joe Banner joked, the only real leverage the Packers seem to have here, if you really break it down logically the way that you have, Kevin, is waiting for the Jets to do something foolish, which if you look at their history, they have done plenty of times in the past, so it's not an outlandish thing. Somebody else compared it to trying to get another team to jump off sides on a fourth and two when everybody in the building knows you're going to punt. Yes, of course, everybody knows you're going to punt, but we have seen several times when somebody will jump off sides when every Everybody will smack their head with their palm because how could you do that when everybody knew? If you look back at the Jets-Bills game in Buffalo this past year, that was the exact scenario that happened. Everybody knew that Josh Allen was trying to draw the Jets off sides. C.J. Mosley jumped. It kept the Bills' drive going. They ended up getting a touchdown, and it completely changed the tone of the game and turned the tide. So I think you're really on the money there. Can you break it down in a little bit more detail, please? I, I like your analogy of 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 of, of jumping off sides because in that sort of situation, there's like no downsides. Let's think about like the end of a quarter or so, or something like that. Also, <laughs> even the, like there's no downside. The clock's gonna run out eventually anyway. Um, whether you try to bait your opponent into a bad trade or not, worst case scenario is you just end up making the trade that you were really willing to make the whole time. 
um, but you're gonna you, you can try to bait them in anything. And again, there, there's no there's no real deadline that they have to worry about at this point, the Packers. So that's why they're able to project some strength at right now. But from ownership's perspective, I think that has to be relayed. That really has to be relayed to say, listen, there's no benefit to getting this done early or not like we control when the deadline is going to be we can impose upon them when the deadline is going to be and you know when it talks about negotiations you can't be a great negotiator unless you're willing to walk away now are the jets willing to walk away eh, i don't know if they are i don't know if they are and i don't know if you necessarily even have to be but what you have to at least is be able to project that and the reason the jets are in such a stronger position is they have actual options you know, whether or not they believe it or not that they're willing to walk away, they can at least project being willing to walk away because there are actual options for what they can do. I don't know how the Packers can project being able to walk away when there is no other option other than retaining Aaron Rodgers. And that is something that I do not believe can happen. Kevin, I've said that if I were the Jets, I would not offer anything more than a third round pick and maybe a conditional in 2024. Now, the Jets did trade their third round pick in the Elijah Moore deal. It was their third rounder and Elijah Moore to the Browns for the Browns second rounder. But I still wouldn't be willing to give up more than third round value, which could also be a swap of the 15th pick and the 13th pick. That's where I'm at. If it were you, what do you think value wise? Because as you say in your piece, if the Jets really want to play hardball, they can go all the way to the wall and then end up offering a day three pick. But as you say, the juice may not be worth the squeeze there. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm of two minds on this. I do think that you you know, you you could say third round pick. I wouldn't be against that being the current sort of offer on this. Now, if you wanted to go as high as a second round pick just to get it done, that would be, you know, okay, but I just don't think underneath any circumstance you can give away a first round pick in this draft or Anything that can conceivably become a first round pick in in the next draft, because um, especially when you're talking about future years, when you're when you're giving away a pick, you just don't know where you're going to be. So like the 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 downside in losing out value, let's say Rodgers comes over and gets injured in week one or something like that, and you end up being one of the worst teams in the NFL because other injuries happen. You just can't risk something like that. So as long as we're staying out of the first round in any sort of discussion, I think it could be acceptable. But you're right that if you wait until after the draft has happened in particular, um, you're really just going to be able to squeeze them on what you're going to do for next year because you don't even have to worry about the, we'll give you something this year and then we'll give you a conditional next year. You can just straight up tell them, we'll give you a third round pick in 2024, which if certain measures are made, could go up to a second round pick. And you know, I just don't know how the Packers can can pass that up at that point. Kevin Cole, who is the data and analytics director at Roto Grinders and also does a fantastic substack called Unexpected Points, which is where this piece that we discussed can be found. And I highly recommend everybody subscribe to his substack and read this piece. Kevin, thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the Jets and Packers Aaron Rodgers standoff with me. Really appreciate it. I think you did a fantastic job. For those that want to check out everything you're doing, how can they subscribe to your substack? How can they check out your work at Roto Grinders? And how can they follow you on social media? Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, my social media is at Kevin Cole, C-O-L-E. 
triple underscore so yeah i know you can not not one not two but three underscores after that so you can follow me on social media there obviously i'm you know, tweeting out not only my thoughts about all these different trade situations and other things, but also analysis that I'm doing on my Substack. And the Substack is unexpectedpoints.substack.com. There's a podcast also, the Unexpected Points podcast. I just talked to Eric Eager this week, who is the head of research at Sumer Sports, a new analytics company where the CEO there is Thomas Dimitrov, former uh, GM for the Falcons there, about everything going on in the offseason. And I produce at least a few pieces of research every single week on the Substack including right now I have this thing called the improvement index which estimates based upon projected snaps and efficiency for all these different players how many points have been gained or lost in terms of point differential for teams and their projections for the 2023 season uh and no surprise the teams that are the worst and have have accumulated a lot of talent like in free agency like and have a lot of draft picks like the the bears and the texans are near the top and then the eagles who have lost you know, I don't know, seven starters at this point are, are near the bottom. Make sure you check out everything Kevin is doing on his Substack and with Roto Grinders. Follow him on social media and be sure to check out everything we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. We've got an awesome all 22 breakdown of the Jets' newest wide receiver, Alan Lazard, up on our channel right now. So watch our videos and subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash play like a jet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T E E public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, bless you, thank you shirt, the Play like a jet logo shirt caps mugs hoodies it's all there tpublic.com that's teepublic.com and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on itunes if you haven't done that already easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus